Michelle, I am loving your new glasses. Well, gee, thanks. You're actually the one that inspired me to take care of my old ass eyes. Uh, yeah, girl, I had to get those floaters checked out, and I was in desperate need of new contacts. So I decided to make an appointment with a local eye doctor in lieu of one of those big box experiences. Oh, you aren't getting your eyes checked at the same spot you picked up your flat screen and lobster anymore? Oh, no, I hate lobster. But exactly, I wanted to have a relationship with the person who actually checks my eyeballs. And that is why I started going to West and vision in LaGrange. You and me both, honey. And you know what else? What? There's something real cozy about going to a local eye doctor who also happens to be a woman. You can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Carrie John has 22 years of experience and her staff are experts when it comes to helping you find the perfect frame for your face. Mm Mm-hmm. And West End Vision feels like an eyewear boutique too, which is awesome. So your shopping experience, it's a little bit different and the frame selection is wide and unique. There is literally a frame for everyone. Agreed. And now I see through rose-tinted lenses thanks to West End Vision. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Mm. those funky rose-tinted lenses at first, but Mike Mirror and his frame-styling expertise wouldn't steer you wrong. I'm obsessed with them. Now, if you are overdue for an eye exam or are in need of a a frame refresh, head to westendvision.com or call or text 708-482-3200 and schedule your next eye appointment. And be sure to mention the Sister Project for 15% off of a pair of non-prescription sunglasses. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Well, hello there and welcome back to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. This is episode 195. I am your host, Lauren Masarella, joined here by my sister and co-host, Michelle That's Anderson. I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here so you happy. are. We are back in the swing of things. We are. We are back in the swing of things. This episode is um, Luna June's birth story. It's kind of an important one. You know, it's it's fun to talk about. It's it's There's a lot of details here. Some I'm like, should I share them? But I'm going to. I and think I did. that the details are the part that people will love the most. I personally love hearing people's birth stories of their own or their children and I know some are more traumatic and scary than others but I'm here for all of them if people are willing Willing to to share share. I say the more details the better Um, my, my good girlfriend Elizabeth was a birth partner to her cousin and Elizabeth had had a c-section for the birth of her son and she was able to witness her cousin have a vaginal birth and she said for her it was like just to see it, just to be there was, I know it's on your bucket list. I know, list. I know. I can, I'm, her, I, I'm envious. <laughs> I'm envious. But it's, you know, it's cool to be there for someone. After this whole thing was said and done, I'm like, being a birth doula would be pretty freaking cool. But if I were to be a doula of anything, I'm still. You're still leaning towards the death the department. Death, yes, yes. You do yes. excel. I feel like you're in your flow in the death scene. Yeah, you know, I, I think I have to share this, actually, since we're talking about birth. We lost a dear friend of ours. We did. Um, her name was Candace. Mm. I hate saying past tense. Her name is Candace. And Candace was an amazing human being. She was one of the most beautiful humans inside out. You know, she had a double whammy. Um, she had very strong, amazing opinions. She was brilliant. 
Uh, she was a sign language interpreter. Mm. She came from a family who had several deaf individuals. And when you talked to Candace, you also felt like you were speaking to her verbally, but she also had such a theatric way of speaking with her hands, which made it so much more fun to talk to her. And, you know, you I know you said something to Nicole. About I did. Her. What I, did you say? I just, I, I knew Candace through Nicole and you guys. And what I loved about Candace was when you had a conversation with Candace, she wanted to know every detail she she was in it she, she was wanted it. to she was curious to listen and she was just a great conversation anthony said the same thing she, he said that she she made you feel like you were the only two people in the room yeah. and like you said she wanted to know everything about you and she celebrated you and this weekend we did a i don't know if we, we mourned her um we took a ride to see her husband our good friend dan and we collectively shared stories about her and I want to say I wanted to share about her here because you know when when someone leaves it's like how we talk about June I like remembering them and just this past weekend when we were talking about her um passing and then them sharing her um her exit I I don't know I'm very I like I like I said I love hearing birth stories but I feel more connected about being present during the exiting out phase well i'm glad that we are able here to honor her yeah. in this moment yes yeah, she was and, if and I, I guess just something i can say is that she was sick and i didn't get the opportunity you know being pregnant and whatnot and with fucking covid that's what i said in the call covid because COVID you, sucks. it sucks because people who are sick are very very scared to see people Ice, very isolating yes it is but if you do have someone and if you know whether whatever the climate it is that we're living under you know, I don't know, maybe right now, if you have someone who you haven't talked to, whether they're ill or not, but, and if you need to reach out, I would do that if I were you, because life is so fleeting. And this was a very fresh reminder that there are very important people in our lives and they're going to leave us mm -hmm. or we're going to leave them and, you know, YOLO it up and yeah. be in contact. However, whether it's a tech, whatever it is, just so you don't have regrets. Cause I have a little bit of no. those. Lauren just because of the situation well, and I told I'm going to tell you what I told Lauren Nicole because I feel like she felt the same way you know like what you just said it's COVID and a weird time and, and we can make up all the excuses and I've it said listen this is what I put in my head is that no matter what though I, I see where you're going with this but the truth of the matter is is that there's I've seen these memes that no matter what if time can pass and distance can be made but if people in your lives they're there no matter what you know, and, you know, death is a fresh reminder that sometimes you might feel like as if you want to do more. And I'm just reminding myself of that. I'm just sharing this message because I'm in it right now. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, if, I just wanted to share that. Fair enough. And so gone too soon, very much for so sure. for our friend Candace. For sure. And um, it's because of her. I have some of the very strong feminist opinions that I have is mm. because we had many, many talks with many glasses of wine and enjoyed a lot of time together. I love that. So, yes. And I think that it's also appropriate that with this conversation about your friend in grief, people should know that her nickname was Star for oh. some people. And well, that was her middle name. Okay. I did not know it was her middle name. Can I share something? Yo, finish your thought. And I just, I think that this is a very poignant and kind of full circle conversation because with the saying goodbye to star uh, to star we get to, to say hello to luna um what and thank you for that you're absolutely right and i think that's is why it's, you're right it's a full circle and what i wanted to share with you that i learned yesterday her sister bella taught me that people who are deaf when they name their children they name them based on sight 
if they are able, if they are seeing, but they name it on sight. And so her mom can't hear star. She can see oh. star. Isn't that amazing? Yep. So she named her Candace star because maybe star spoke to the shape of a star or she let, she knows of stars in the sky, but she can never hear it. So they, and yeah, it's, that's isn't that a very beautiful way of naming your mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let's dedicate this um, episode let's. to Candace, um, who we love and who we will miss so immensely. And um, as we usher one person out, we are excited to share how we ushered another one in. Mm. So please enjoy our story of Luna June. This one's for you, Luna June. Um, <laughs> what happened was, let's see, you know, the plan was to make it to July 20th, have my water break. I, you know, labor at home for a little bit, take a bath, walk around, get a massage from Anthony, and then, you know, leisurely make my way to the hospital. This is what you had envisioned yes. for your baby's and it birthday. it did not turn out like that, and that's okay. This is how it turned out. About three weeks before my 37th week of being pregnant, they started to float around the induction word. And I oh, was not start with I. I was not happy about that. Yeah. I didn't want to be induced. I wanted to, like I said, go do, until go the that way. Came. Yes, but it, the the thing was, and I have had people on the back end ask about, you know, why were you induced? Well, I was showing spikes in my old blood pressure. And, you know, for those of you who aren't aware of what happens with your blood pressure and pregnancy, this very scary thing can happen called preeclampsia. And that is like a, a diagnosis of very dangerously high blood blood pressure in pregnancy and the concerns if this gets to that point they're are scary stroke AF. and things like stroke that for the baby seizure okay. for the mom okay. just so many scary scary things you know and they scare the shit out of you and it took me a good scaring to be like fine i'll do that um but i didn't have preeclampsia i had gestational hypertension which is elevated like a precursor to kind of basically they're saying like listen we can keep you pregnant but the longer we keep you pregnant the your blood pressure keeps going up every time you come here and i also have a little bit of white coat syndrome where it goes up but then i go to triage and then okay. i go get looked at and my blood pressure goes back is to that normal. really a real thing white coat syndrome okay. yes and i'm sure physiological other people, response you get nervous to the nervousness you get anxiety of, and your okay. blood pressure goes up yes like you're nervous from the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> we decided that we would indeed be induced at 37 weeks. Um, I talked to my provider at great length. She was awesome about like, what are the risks of not about, you know, induction? I was, I was concerned about C-section as I wanted to have a vaginal birth. And, you know, you, you can't overread. It's like you almost just have to like say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it this way. This is the safest way. And I'm going to hope for the best and hopefully push this little lady out. When you received the news that the induction was going to be the thing. Yes. Did, what did that look like? Did you go from the doctor to the hospital? Oh, no. That was that was planned one week in advance. Okay. So, so we, you had some time. Yeah, we had some time. And the induction was set for June 30th, I believe. Jul- or, June 30th, yeah. Yeah, because yep. right, cause Luna was born on July 1st. And so on June 30th, I went to, I woke up, I had been packed, and I really wanted to wear my bikini one more time pregnant, so I went to dad's pool. Unbelievable. And my stomach, by the way, is the tannest thing on, on my body, because it was the closest thing to the sun. sun totally. It was. I mean, my was like tummy orb, is dark brown. It's beautiful. It looked great. <laughs> and it still looks not bad, but it's like so tan right now. My whole, it's, it's so tan. I literally have a tan belly and everything else has kind of lost its tan. <laughs> but um, so I went to dad's house. Laid out for a little bit, 
and then made my way back home. And Anthony and I were really actually running late for the induction. Where they were actually your... wondering if I was going to show up Are you by the time I Where arrived. Where was your head at the pool? Like while you were laying there, what were you doing? What were you thinking? I was really Where excited. I was just kind of like meditating. I was listening. You guys, so here's, I've talked about it. And if you listen to one of our episodes with Anuka, the mindfulness expert, we talked about hypnobirthing. And I listened on repeat to, and I highly recommend if you are giving birth anytime soon, to listen to birthing affirmations on repeat over and over and over again because it will Jedi mind trick you into believing and knowing, in fact, that your body is made Mm. to give birth. And the affirmation, it's like a loop. It's like, you know, we've talked about this. For centuries, people have been giving birth since the beginning of time. You and your mind are ready. Your body's That's ready. So your cool. partner will be there to support you. And it's just your baby is healthy. You are healthy and strong. It's and like it's just, just a laundry list of positive, it's factual, hypnosis. logical it's just, it's, things. Yes, and it's hypnosis. So it keeps your brain on the right track. So and, that's what I was doing, um, listening to those. And then um, I went out and bought my comb. I got my comb. For Remind your hand that, squeezing. Yes, and hello, did that come in handy? So Anthony and I finally get to the, the hospital. We packed... We overpacked like we always do. We had our blankets. We had Aperol spritzes for when we were able to have one in the hospital. Um, we were ready to go. And so we arrived. They're like, we've been waiting for you. I'm like, we were literally like an hour oh late. My God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Wow. That's <laughs> we appall- really, I'm appalled. I was too. <laughs> but then there was there was traffic. There was just a whole bunch of things. That so was amazing. It was funny. So we finally get to, we went, we, she was delivered at Prentice at Northwestern. Beautiful facility. Have you ever been there? Never. It's beautiful. I mean, honestly, like your view is of the city or the lake. It's stunning. So we get there to the experience. Yep. So we get into the um to the sorry into the induction room. So the birthing room, if you will. And I am in do you know they do all the preliminary stuff and uh, they take your blood pressure, which mine was doing well ish. It was still a little elevated. Um, they get your IVs in. I put on my, my, I didn't wear a hospital gown. I wore one I brought in. I did, you know, we, we set up the scene. I unpacked, I had pictures of mom. I brought Aww. two pictures of June and the day that I was born, her holding me. And I had one of her sitting on the beach. It's just a photo of her sitting mm-hmm. on the beach in Cancun that I absolutely love. She just looks so peaceful looking out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that was sitting right next to me. Um, on the way to the hospital, though, I forgot about this, is when I got very, I think I texted you, is when I got really emotional because I was like, oh my God, I may have a baby and I don't have a mom. Yeah. And that, that, that set in. Um, I so, could see why that would make you sit, like cry. A little sad and cry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I was crying on the way to the hospital. You know, tears of sadness and grief. Um, it was actually a really weird feeling, like knowing that mom wasn't going to be here for it. And I, I felt really sad and mad that she wasn't here i'm sad mad too and i'm having a hard time t- like contributing to this conversation because the rock <laughs> well now we're both crying the the, the not in my throat. yeah that was a sensation of grief i've never had before where i was actually i mean i've been pissed before that mom's dead but this was a different kind of piss it was like a gel i'm jealous of other people who have had their mom yeah. you know so there's a little bit of a different kind of mourning Anthony and I held hands. We talked about it. And then we got to the hospital and did what I just said we did. Got your game face on. Got our game face on. Mm. So at the time of the induction is when my doula, Jen, who is amazing. Shout out to Jen. You guys, if you're giving birth, (laughs) get a doula. Just do it. Doulas are where it's at. Jen arrived and we started setting up my induction. And for my induction, you know, did you... Yeah, what do you mean set up for your induction? Well, they set you up. They get you in bed. Oh, you're talking like legs up. Yeah, we're doing this. So so we get there. So Jen gets there and um, 
we, you know, you get in, they explain the whole process to you. And the thing about giving birth that again, I didn't know. And if I didn't have a doula, I would never have said, no, I'm not ready for that. I would have just gone, you tell me what to do, nurse, doctor, lady, and I'm doing it. But a doula reminds you that you have choices. If you're not yet ready for this next step, you don't have to do it yet. And if you're not ready for more Pitocin, because they're supposed to, you know, do you know Pitocin? Yes. Pitocin is the medication that they use to induce labor. That's what gets the kick starts the contractions and starts to get the body. It's basically a message to your brain. We're artificially getting you ready and your, in your uterus and the rest of your body. We're, it's go time. We're medically inducing this. But for me, they decided to add on top of Pitocin, the balloon. They also call it a, the cradle or the a cradle. I don't know why, but it's, it's basically a balloon. And what they do is they take a catheter. And it's very long and they put it in your cervix. Yeah. And at the end of that catheter is a is a balloon and they fill it with water or saline. And that balloon gets heavy on your cervix to act as the baby's head. How so did that it's feel? tricking. That didn't feel too bad. I actually slept with it in. Once it's in, it's kind of like having like a cup in or something. It's okay. in. Do you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's obviously past your cervix. So it's it's a very, it's, it's you know, it's there. It's kind of uncomfortable, but you're dealing with it. So I kind of slept that off. And then... Actually, while I was induced, the catheter's on her leg, I was actually doing the 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 ball, the pregnancy ball. Like, are you sitting on sitting it? Sitting on it, rolling, rolling your on hips. It. Okay. It's soothing. It okay. kind of helps you just kind of soothe that Relax. out. Now, the only thing was that the sweet lady that was putting in the catheter was like the second day on her job. Oh, yeah. She You're was, talking about shaky hand Sandy. Uh, small hand Sandy. Small hands. Very Sandy. small. And when I saw her hands, I knew it. You I were knew in trouble. It. Because my cervix is hard to find. Everyone that has tried to find my cervix says, wow, you got a sneaky little cervix in there. Because it's it. either tipped up or tipped back or short or something. Because I've had so many IUIs that I've heard them say this. And they're, they dig around. Oh, yeah. It's not fun. It's not. I mean, I haven't had those types still, of things. But still, no one wants to be dug around down there. We've all been dug around down there. If you have a vagina. <laughs> you've been dug around. childbearing age especially. Yeah, you've been dug. Fisted, dug. Oh, I got fisted. So Big what time. happened was I saw her small hands and I'm thinking to myself, this means trouble. I was going to say something, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? got to give the girl a chance. This is like her second day on yeah, the job. Yeah, who cares if it's my vagina? Yeah, no worries. Let her try. Well, I started to care when the knuckles of her hand started to like ram, ram into my pubic bone, I guess mm. you would call it, like the, the hard space above my vagina. The stop sign. The stop the sign. Actually, area. where you can no longer yeah. go. Don't and go if she were, past go. Yeah, don't go past go. And had she done that, her knuckles, she would have had her whole hand inside of me. Okay. And it was just a little bit much. I, I Maybe her like, whole hand was inside me. Maybe that was her wrist bone. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it, it didn't feel wasn't great. fun. So at one point, I said, okay, everyone, uh-huh. this isn't working. I've had just about enough. I've had, <laughs> I have a threshold. It's been met. And we need to talk about other <laughs> options. So she actually What's got- What's behind door number <laughs> two? <laughs> not your cervix knock knock anyway yeah not my cervix she can't all she finds is a hole and nothing else so she called like a superior this woman comes in oh yeah lickety split oh she got it in and we were going this Game poor girl on. and i said you know i'm sorry you got small hands and then i finally said you know i saw your hands they're quite small i knew that they probably wouldn't but no worries mm-hmm. okay so we go back i sleep here comes small hand Sandy again. Okay. About five or six hours later, and I was like, Aww, fuck, they sent not her you in, again. not you. And sure enough, she went digging around. And what she was digging around for was now the balloon, which my cervix had dilated at this point. I believe about six hours after insertion. Where were you at? I was at about five or six centimeters. That's great. Which was great. And now at the same time that they put this balloon in you, they put another, they put almost like it looks like a white pill that they put, bless you. Sorry. Oh, 
Did you it say oranges? You. No. Did you say oranges? Did you guys I know did. that? If someone's about to sneeze, say oranges, and it takes and their it sneeze t- away. Yeah. It's really, must an, have, like, I hate that. Telepathically sent that They to put me. this other little pill in your cervix that softens the mucus. Like a suppository? No. Well, they kind of... No, well, it's just a little tablet. Okay. And they, they put it in with... As they insert this balloon, Got they it. also are inserting this little tablet that's going to help soften the mucus. Now, I ate a shit ton of dates prior to, which are supposed to soften your cervix. Will you still make that snack for us, even though we're not softening our cervix? Yes, the snack with the cinnamon and the ghee. Best thing I've ever had. By the way, I believe if I may may be making this up, I think I was one centimeter dilated when I arrived at the hospital. I was one centimeter. So I was already like kind of moving the flow. And I'm telling you, I think it was from all the things I did. No shit. I was three weeks away from giving birth. Hmm. I wasn't due, Mm -hmm. but it got got there. That's amazing. So in any case, small hand Sandy comes back in and I'm like, shit, here come her small hands. And sure enough, she dug around and guess what? Guess what? Nowhere. I said, I said to the nurse, and this is where I advocated for myself. I looked at the nurse and I said, I can't do this anymore. She needs, we need to, she needs to step out. She had turned her back to go probably call her superior. And I said, she's not coming near my vagina again. again. I can't do off. it. In fact, for weeks, I was so sore in that spot. That you got like bones, bruised. I got bruised from because her jamming her hand in me. Bangers. I got knuckle banged. You got knuckle banged by the nurse. <laughs> in fact, doctor. not going to lie, that was some of the worst pain I felt in the entire experience. I remember you com- like complaining, complaining about it after. And I was you so had sore. like, I think I feel like I was on the revel- on the phone when you had the revelation of, Oh my I'm God, bruised. could this be why this hurts here? Yes, it felt like, you know, like when you used, remember like when you used to fall on a, on a, a roller skate yes. and you would fall on the wheel and you would jam it in your crotch? Yes, I do. That is not a cool Or pain. remember mom's old minivan yeah, with that seatbelt buckle? Yeah, and if you sat on it. Hit a nerve that would numb you from toe to tip of the head. <laughs> and you basically would fly through the, the roof well, because, of the van. Because, and usually we were going in because we were usually fighting over a, For a seat, seat. And you... You, you didn't know, want the middle you, seat. You didn't want the middle seat. Because you got sodomized. And you we got bruised. Our <laughs> tailbones. Honestly, that's what that felt like. Okay. Okay, so... That doesn't feel good. Didn't feel good. So anyways, she leaves. Someone else comes in. Balloon comes out. And hooray, I am like five or six centimeters dilated what are you feeling at this point are you i am starting to feel light contractions because once not i'm sorry p.s i take that back i'm just starting to feel i'm feeling pressure at this point you don't feel much at this point what so at five to six centimeters dilated you're not feeling i'm not feeling a ton i'm feeling like a little bit but that and you're not in any drug other than pitocin i will tell you i took the drug duladin the duladin for the um insertion of the balloon the balloon is it to help relax you yes and okay. it, it basically my my doula put it in i was scared of the pain for this one and i said what is this going to feel like and she said you know what this is going to feel like if you get that drug you're going to feel like you're so drunk and you stubbed your toe probably broke it but you're so drunk you don't care okay it's kind of like a ha ha okay. it hurts that you're laughing thank you for that that analogy yes it was a great analogy and with that drug and holding my doula's hand and in my other hand i had my hand wrapped around the comb and anthony had his hand wrapped around my hand double squeeze we got all of this done during the induction phase and it was funny when the drug they put the dilated in your iv and and i'm like how do i know when it kicks in and then all of a sudden i started laughing so hard and i saw my nurse kelly go it's working it's hit her and that's when they started the the balloon insertion so again we rewound and let's get back to present so the balloon comes out so now i'm actually in in labor so this is kind of the fun part so now i'm starting to feel the contraction but you're not pushing yet no 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 so no we're not we're only five or six so centimeters dilated this is for the lady that has never pushed out a Tell baby me, yeah ask me you labor 
for a little labor does not mean you're pushing. No, you are. No, you are not an active labor. If if I'm using the terminology correctly, you are just contracting. You're laboring. You're and some. I I was very fortunate. My labor was short. It was only eight hours. I mean, you hear people say like mine was twenty four, thirty six hours. hours. Yes, biting on sticks. Yeah, biting on sticks. At that point. Yes, yes, yes. So I decided my my goal here was. I'm going to use my hypnobirthing techniques to help me get as far into my labor as possible to not need the um, epidural. And I'm going to also maybe not get the epidural if I don't need it. Now, once all that stuff comes out, the induction, and after your after the balloon comes out, you are now... I'm not even, I'm sorry, let's backtrack. I'm not laboring yet. I still have to have my water broken. Mm. My water hasn't even been pierced yet. Okay. So they come in and when they break your water, it is one of the fun. Yeah. I laughed so hard because they take this thing and it looks like a little, almost like a knitting needle and they stick it in you and they just sever. They kind of just prick Cl- your, prick the membrane, prick the membrane. And then and is it like water a floodgate? Bro- it's like you're pissing in your pants. Like you've never, like you've like been you holding it for it? a week. You can't control it. And it's going everywhere. Like they don't put you like, no, they um, don't like stand. You don't go in the shower. You you're just, just like, you're just watering, you're watering, you're, you're watering water all over the bed and it doesn't stop. And that's why I started laughing. Like how so long hard. did it last? It's, I, I don't know if I can't say minutes, but it just lasted so long. It was just gushes and gushes and gushes. Okay. And I think that, oh, and then once I got up, you kind of have your bloody show, some mucus and other yep. stuff comes out, which is kind of exciting. You're like, okay, this is happening. Super cool. Once your water, and now here's another thing. They wanted to break my water the minute after my balloon came out. And I said no, because I wanted to wait for my doula. Because once you break your water and once Pitocin is inserted or put into your IV. There's no turning back. There's no turning back. And things can elevate very quickly. Very quickly. Like, so, like, I don't know, quickly. Oh, okay. They just said quickly. And right? you're just talking about like pain levels, pain, contracting, surging, you're all dilating. That stuff. You don't know how your body's going to respond to this. So, but they say, even my doctor and the doula, things buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. Okay. So they were like, we would love to break your water now because, hey, they got someone else that needs my room. So they're, they're like, let's do this. this well, you're not on your time. You're on their time. I'm on their time. But I said, I'm on my time. My doula's not here yet. Okay. And we will wait to break my water until Jen shows up. And so Jen showed up and then we broke the water. And then that's really when things started to... Got kind of... Yeah. Diggity dog. Interesting. (laughs) Diggity dog. Interesting. So once they break your water, then they give you the Pitocin. Okay. And I don't know what this means, but they give you, let's put into perspective of two levels at a time, two doses at a time, if you will. So they start you at level two. And they're like testing to see how your body responds to it. Yeah, how's this two going to go? Let's see what two does for you. Okay. So they give me the two and you start to kind of just, you start feeling these things. I don't know. I think we got up to, to put into perspective, like eight or 10. Okay. Some women go up to 40. Oh my God. Okay. So that's just to put it. Yeah. Uh Oh, there's hey, our there's baby. She's having her, she's having there's flashbacks. There's our baby. So, so the Pitocin starts kicking in and I start to, now I'm actually feeling contractions. Okay. I am slow dancing with Anthony. That was one of the things you're supposed to do. Slow dance? Slow dance. Any you particular can... tune? No, we didn't have music on yet. Got it. So we're just So you're just s- kind of like swaying back and forth. A lot of swaying, a lot of swaying. Are you groaning and moaning? Not yet, not yet. Okay. Not yet because what this felt like for the first I would say 25 30 minutes, what it felt like was the worst cramps I've ever had with endometriosis and I can do that. Yeah, you've done and that. And I thought to myself month after month uh, for 20 fucking years yep. I did that and I thought to myself if I can do that and this uh-huh. is what it feels like I'm Done. not gonna need an epidural I'm doing this game on well then yep then around the 40 minute mark of of laboring is when it's like as if someone took a knob and they're like she wants more and they fucking jacked that no, thing up no it literally went from like it went from like 
a three, four, five pain to like 11, 12. Oh, Within 11, a matter 12, of huh? like minutes. Okay. I mean, for me, that's... Yeah, and no. they say that Pitocin, once you're induced, they say induction contractions are much more... And I'm not taking anything away from anyone. This is just what they kind of tell you. That they're, they could be much more intense than regular contractions that are brought on naturally by labor. That's what I've heard. Because it's medicated. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're jacking you up. Mm -hmm. So these fuckers came in strong and they came in often. And that is when the watering of the... I went to... I got to the point where I was... Kneel, every contraction, you feel a surge come. You know, on hypnobirthing, they call it a surge. Yeah. It's like a tsunami wave. And it comes and you feel it and you're like, oh, fuck. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm kind of starting to like... I, my threshold's starting to be met. Do you want to? Are you no. Good? Okay. I'm so into this okay, conversation. Okay, my threshold's starting sorry, to be Sorry, guys. Yeah, Kevin's, sorry, Kevin's. Kevin's actually, re, like, he's living through yeah. Lauren's delivery right now. Yeah, so that's and, what the noise is. And I'm trying to tell him, you're a wiener. You're going to slip right out. <laughs> it's okay. Head first, butt first. Right? It's coming out. It doesn't matter. So... I got to the point where the contractions were so bad that I was the, the way that only way I can actually like kind of like deal with them was laying halfway over the bed. So I would stand and lay over the bed and you can't push yet. No, you're just you breathing just have to, through. You're just you're trying just, to survive. Just, you're just working with the muscle of that, of that uterus, pushing it out, ready to make, got it, do the, got you it. know, to get, get to the main event. Did you have any moments like in the movies where your voice changed and you and I was like, were I like, can't take this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. No, but I was getting to the point where I couldn't speak anymore. And Jen, my doula, said, listen, if you get to the point where you can no longer speak, mm -hmm. you might want to start thinking about what your next steps Thanks, are. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jen. I was watering at the mouth. That's like almost vomit. That's And I listen, if some people can push through that, I was, I'm a pussy. I couldn't do it. I get it. And so when I was leaning over, like that's when, you know, I'm holding my, and the comb came in such great handy. It, the comb is a magic tool for all birthing. And I love so that. So cool. And I love that moms on the back end of Instagram went out and bought their combs yes. for their experience they because, because of this because it's going whether no matter what way or shape or how your baby comes in you're gonna have a moment where you need to take your mind off of something and that comb is gonna do it for you and that. have it's a, great a birthing trick. partner or um support person wrap their hand around it because it's that extra, extra support pressure. of someone else too just to have that comfort um so once i was like kneeling over I was like, this is it. Bring on Bring the epidural. And I asked beforehand, I said, when is the at the last moment when I can have my epidural? And I think there's a little bit of a myth where they're like, eight, 10 centimeters. My doctor told me, you just need to be able to, I don't care if you're 10 centimeters, you need to be able to sit perfectly still while we get that epidural in you. And that's when the last moment of possibility is. Okay. So we got that epidural in and we, I mean, I, it couldn't come fast enough. You were like, I'm like, what's, I, and, what's I'm like, taking and I so wasn't long. getting mad, but I was like, I'm I, ready. you guys, now I can't do this. This is really freaking hard and painful. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Michelle. Let's play a game. I like games. Let's play the how well do you know your sister oh, game. This game, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm going to start. First question, what is my philosophy on sleep? Okay, well, this is easy because you are always saying that it's a non-negotiable because it is, of course, the foundation of good health. All right, good job. You do know me. Thank you. Do you know what else is the foundation of good sleep? Um, a glass of red wine. Well, no. Can you try again? Oh, okay, right. Okay, let me keep thinking. Oh, well, this is easy. A good quality mattress? Uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> but not just any mattress. A certified organic handmade mattress with Earth's natural and finest materials. Oh, say no more. This mattress has my name written on all over it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, and if a healthier, safer, cozier sleep option has your name written all over it too, well, then look no further because my green mattress has just the mattress for you. 
And I mean, it's it's in the name, man. My <laughs> Green Mattress was created by a father of five who needed to create mm. a hypoallergenic crib mattress for his baby who suffered from all kinds of allergies and eczema. Oh, I love that. A mattress made with love. Right. And you know what? A healthier alternative for when you're lying down each night for a good night's rest is always a good Absolutely. option. So be sure to check out My Green Mattress. Best part, they are yeah. local but ship nationwide. And if you use our code SISTERPROJECT, you'll receive 125 off of a twin mattress or larger or 25 off of a crib mattress. A crib mattress. Yes. I can't wait for my baby's crib mattress. It's on its way. It's going to love it. <laughs> you guys, for more information on My Green Mattress, go to www.mygreenmattress.com. And now back to our cozy conversation. So they, it's interesting. They make you, they put, you know, they put the netting on your hair. Mm. They get, it's a, it's it's like like a sterile situation. situation. Yeah. yeah. They get the support people. So Anthony and Jen went and stood at the outer corners of the room. They can stay in it. Mm-hmm. And they finally set you up and the nurses, bless their heart. I was so lucky. My labor and delivery nurses, Kendall, Kelly, uh, those were the two that, oh, and, and Lizzie, they really were such an amazing support. I believe it was Kendall or Kelly, I can't remember, who held my hand while you get your epidural and you sit there. Did you get it? Do you remember getting it? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't see it, but Anthony told me later, I believe. No. That, Very long. That, that long thing goes up you. I know. And then the worst part of the epidural, do you remember how itchy your legs got? No, I just remember oh. looking at them, not recognizing them. <laughs> numb and itchy. So there's, it's like the weirdest combo because your legs itch, but they're numb. But so you you're scratching feel, yeah. an itch, but you're feeling numb. It's very odd. Now, once that epidural came in, I was in better spirits. You were like walking, not really. I'm walking on Sunday. No, there's no walking. No walking. You are. <laughs> in fact, yep, I, yep. I turned around, I felt, I made, I started, now I got the giggles because I was feeling good and I was excited yeah. again about the prospect of giving birth. Before I was like you were in done. hell. Yep, yep. I felt like, I felt like, remember in um, The Never Ending Story when What's-His-Face is trekking through the mud water yes. and his horse was dying? Dying, so sad. That's Did, where my brain you was. You were going, getting to a hopeless place. I was getting to the, the land of the hopeless. Dark, you were going I was to going the dark, dark side. side. You were. You and were. now I was back, back to the to bright the side. Thank you, Epidural. And I, thank you, Epidural. And I felt like I made a joke um, <laughs> that I felt like Lieutenant Dan. I know it's not a great joke to be made because he, he doesn't have legs, but, but I felt like I didn't have any. felt like. And they swung me back around and I was like, and the nurses were like, you're fucked up. I'm like, well, that's how good I feel right now. I saw that video. <laughs> Anthony, what I loved about your birth story is, is Anthony is so great about capturing the moments. And he, we were like in the background and we would get an occasional teaser. Yeah. So we, we got that video. He was like, and this is after the old epidural. I'm going to share that person. one on Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to share that. Oh, I think I did, but I'll share it again oh so good so got the epidural and then it was pretty much go time from there the next time my doctor came in to check me um she had found that i was 10 meters uh, 10 centimeters dilated now in the interim like just really fun things had happened yeah like my at one point kendall my labor and delivery nurse was making my little knit hats for she was sitting bedside like almost like as if someone was knitting but what they do is they like they cut a hole through the pink hat and then they put a, they turn one of the blue hats into a bow. So it's, she was making me all of my it. little hats, stop depending it. on whatever. She turned one into a little teddy bear. So, and we were having... Wow, it's like having like an in-house like balloon clown. Yes. But it's like a, a baby bo- hat maker. <laughs> exactly. Things have changed And since we were I talking delivered. about like women's reproductive rights. And she was saying about how the women in that industry, you know, it's heartbreaking for them because they, that's what they live 
to provide health care for women. Yeah. And so we had this discussion. Wow, it's a whole... And just to think that a few minutes earlier, you were drooling in a car. Drooling, drooling, mm-hmm. drooling. Mm-hmm. And Kendall was cool. I was I was sharing with Kendall my... Not my fear, because I, I get that bodily functions happen. But I'm like, listen, I, what's the likelihood that I'm going to poo? She was, was she like 99 She's to like, 100? you won't even know. You won't even know it if you poo. It's every new mother's fear. I'm just, you know, it's like... It's literally my, the topic of listen, every new mom. My worst fear was two things during when we got to the pushing you know when you get to that point your doctor comes in so dr um constance adams who is incredible she's in an she is at an ob group downtown if you need her name and number give, hit me up i'll give it to you she comes in and she talks you through like here is what we're going to do and her method of getting a baby out is backside down spread eagle we're going to have you push like you're pushing out the biggest turd of your life and you're going to tuck your chin in and we're going to help lift your body like your backside up and we're going to get you to grab your hands around your under thighs, under the crease of your knees, and you're going to turn yourself into like a little bowl shape, and you're going to push okay. through the contraction. She's going to count me out, and then we relax. And we're going to do that again. We're going to push and whatnot. So then she came in, and it was fun because you see her come in, and she's like, okay, let's let's it's time to go. And I'm like, oh, my, okay, okay, okay. I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready. I was not mentally prepared i'm like this well, is what, it what the hell were you mentally i was re- like getting, oh, i'm like, like there was a guy like they were had like window washers she's stop like, yep, it they're window wa- window washers and i'm like this is it we're doing it right here she's like yeah this is it we're gonna start i'm like there's no i don't need another iv and i was like trying to like pro not prolong it but i was like there's got to be more uh, <laughs> to be done wait so we're doing this now that's actually Michelle, really that's- funny lauren because that is similar to the thought that ryan had what did, he, what did was, he say when we were we, they were wheeling me in for my c-section he was like are you sure you want to do this and i'm like you're kidding right i'm i can't possibly be pregnant for another minute get it out yeah, get him out and that's how i felt ryan that i was with ryan funny. i was like it's like almost are, like a shot i was like are you guys sure it's time and she's like lauren we are starting to push oh my like god that is funny so they get everything set up so now the team was me anthony and jen doula jen dr constance adams kendall was there and then izzy izzy came in kind of at the end she they she goes they go by they they came in and they were here to help bring in the baby but i had just met them so there's a funny story with izzy coming up and that's why i want to i want to mention them so the process there here is is that you feel the contractions coming about you take a deep breath in oh and by the way i can feel the contractions but they can see it on the monitor which is cool like they're watching it but i was so numb at first i didn't feel anything they were telling me when it was coming got it but it was really hard because there was no like pain brain association that's what i hear is the weird weird thing about the epidural is yes sometimes ladies have a hard time pushing Feeling because it. they can't feel so i made a note pl- no i'm not going to push i don't need any more epidural medicine so let's not even entertain the idea of pushing it because i can't feel shit right now and i actually needed this to wear off a little bit oh but for the first how i only pushed for an hour and a half but for the first portion of it i pushed based on them telling me to push and you again you grab underneath your thighs anthony and jen grab we're actually the grabber of my thighs and then we would roll in and you take a deep breath in when the contraction's coming in and then you push for a count of 10 and you push and you do That's that three times breath. in a row three times in a row right eh? back to back okay. like during that whole contraction okay so you're doing that and then you break between them. And in between the breaks, you know, we're shooting the shit. We're talking, what's everyone no doing kidding. this weekend? What are you going to have for dinner Yeah, later? what's going on? Like, how'd you decide to become a nurse? <laughs> and so, then, so you get a breather and you then get you get a breather, right back And then you start it. seeing it. And then you start, and then I, again, I wasn't there yet, but they're like, okay, we got another one. How many, and do you remember how many times you pushed I before don't, she was born? But an hour and a half An hour full. and a half, okay. And if you, I don't know how, maybe they were separate. I don't know got the time it. wise, but Jen, my doula would know probably. 
And so we would set up again and then we would do it. And, and the, now we start incorporating some music. So I had a vision that I wanted my baby to be born to a certain song. And that song was yeah, November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Oh, my God. And we did play that once, but it was a little intense because, you know, I wanted it loud, but the nurse was like, we got to turn that down a little bit. But, um, uh, oh my God, Lauren. <laughs> I mean, I really wanted that. I wanted Does her. Does it help you? You wanted her to hear I that? I wanted just, I wanted to, it was a cinematic moment I had created for myself. I wanted Luna or baby, because we didn't know who it was, to come out at um, the, 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 the piano, piano part. Secret. I know the secret. Yeah, so you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that last that's part. That's real it's moving. It's really moving. It's very moving. It's a very dramatic Yeah, I wanted moment. drama. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wanted her to have drama. It's, but it sounds to me like the nurses thought there was a little too much drama there, and you needed to get back <laughs> to business. Kendall was funny. She's like, can we lower that a little bit? I was like, fine, fuck. So then Anthony took the reins, and he started playing some Neil Diamond, because we listened to a lot of like Neil Diamond. Like Coming to America? Um, or a, what are you listening a, to? Um, a lot of Sweet Holly Holy. Okay. It's like almost like a it's a serenade. Beautiful. Okay, pretty. And then we got to some Elton John. So I will Aww. spoil you with a little spoiler is that Luna was born to Tiny Dancer. Aww. We had it on repeat by the end because it's, it's a nice flow. One of our favorite movies is Almost Famous, if you recall them singing on the bus yeah. to Tiny great, Dancer. Great song. Great I scene. mean, maybe the best song yeah, ever. exactly. So she came out to that. But That's in between super cool. That, but in between that, you know, we rolled in that mirror, which we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. You guys, this, this ain't no hand mirror. Hand mirror. This is a easel size mirror, and you're seeing everything. Yeah, vagina from all angles. Butthole. Yeah, Butthole. which and is then, something I'm not interested in seeing viewing at all. Well, it was really crazy because when she started coming out, they're like, oh, my God, she has so much hair. They kept saying that. They're like, your baby, you're you're having a baby that has hair. And I was like, oh, my God. At one point, they had me touch her head while she was coming out. And it was a very strange now, sensation. Now, how long is that? But by the time her head comes out, by the time I started pushing, out. by the time I started pushing right away, they saw her head like almost like pulsating. Like I'd push and her head would and be would like would kind sucked of back in a little and bit. She'd be sucked in a little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Anthony said he suffered a little bit of anxiety when her like head was all the way out and she was just being squeezed Hanging through out, my vagina. vagina, like wrapped around her yeah. neck. But before that happened, I did poop. And Kendall, who promised me earlier, you won't even know you pooped. You know, I saw you it, knew. but I didn't make a fuss about it because I saw her with her fast hands. She cleaned it up so. And I know a lot of people wouldn't pride themselves in pooing on a table, but I mean this happens. There's, listen, you're listen, pushing out a baby. I just There's wanted to, up there that two things. I just want two things not to happen. What? I didn't want to, I don't know, I've got a funny vegetarian diet. Is that my dog? Yeah. I wanted two things not to happen. I made this, well, in regards to the, like, going to the bathroom, I didn't want, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I didn't want it to be like a splash attack. (laughs) Got it. You didn't want it to be like the chocolate milk dispenser at my soccer camp in the summer. <laughs> well, what? It's just like a water hose yes, of chocolate. No, I, that's what, but it wasn't. So good news. It wasn't. And awesome. No, we, I didn't make mention of it. Kendall and I discussed later. She was like, she came over. She's like, did you know you pooped? I bet you didn't know. I go, I saw it. It's cool. You went fast. Anthony didn't know. He knows now. But Anthony didn't know. <laughs> How did and he I didn't know? care if he didn't know. How did he not know? Because he was in his own he was in his own headspace. Okay. Such a good support birth person. But he was, he did, but because she was so fast that he didn't see it. I had a front row shot to the, to the, to the mirror that was in front of me. So I saw it slide out. She took it and that was the end of it. Okay. My other concern was while I was pushing, they have you push so hard. I had a legit fear. And I said, I said, I actually had to stop push. I said, you guys, now I started to feel my contractions too. So I was able to push on my own accord. Got I was it. like, okay. And I would say, Which okay, guys, helpful. here it comes. Very helpful. The other worry I had was blowing my butt out. And I said that. I said, I got to stop pushing for a second. I go, I'm scared of something. They're like, what, what is it? And I said, is it called prolapsing? That could be probably like anal prolapsing. Yes. 
And I said, I'm scared I'm going to blow my butt out. And they kind of start laughing. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm scared I'm going to turn it inside out. Like, I have a vision in my head of what that would and look were like. They like. And they like that? And it does not look good. And what did they, were they, they like They said it's that? not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> but I know it can happen. Uh, it did can, you know anyone that, that No, happened? I don't know anyone whose butt came out the other way, but I just know that it can happen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want that either. Just I mean, doesn't for, it sound let, terrifying? Let's set the record straight. <laughs> I can't even talk. But I don't want that either. So... By the time, so they assured me that that wouldn't happen. Although deep in my brain, I know it's a possibility, but we got to the point where it was like go time. And the bet, this is the best part. This was my one of my favorite parts about giving birth because this is when the superhero status of your doctor yeah, comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes from her regular scrubs to her delivery scrubs. Oh, she okay. puts on and she gets up with the nurses and she gets like. They put her gloves on and uh-huh, they start changing uh-huh. her. So you're like, holy crap. Yeah, holy this crap. Is go time. Now, right as she's starting to change and everything, I see Izzy. So here's Nurse Izzy. And Izzy is standing right in front of my space. Got like, it. Like right spread eagle in okay. front. Okay. And curiously enough, she has, they have a phone in her hand, in their hand, and they're taking photos. I can see her with a phone and they're taking photos. Whose of, phone? I don't know at Got this it. point. I mean, I'm just trying to get a baby out. got it but they're taking photos and i'm thinking to myself as they're taking photos golly i wonder what she's going to do with those photos later <laughs> like uh, yeah maybe they're in a study or maybe they've got some research to be done who knows they're a nurse and they know what they're doing didn't even think to ask about it okay now mind you the entire time part of jen having a doula's uh the gift that she gives you is a ton of photos she is taking photos throughout your whole labor i mean i've got 250 photos from that wow. experience so I know that Jen was taking photos, but then when I saw Izzy taking photos, I just found it curious. Well, I'll tell you what. After I got my photos back, I found out that Jen had given Izzy her, her camera, phone. her phone, saying, got listen, it. take some photos because I'm busy with her leg. And Izzy took photos from the front. So I have some very um, science book photos of my body <laughs> during birth because literally spread eagle. I mean, I saw an angle of my body. I don't know if I need to see again. I That's what I'm asking. Are you going <laughs> to... Like take those from your recents in your camera phone, maybe file those, Put those away. away. Like, the, yeah, the, I, those I those were you know I laugh about it, but the most the coolest photos, you know, Jen took live photos. So if you press on any of our photos, I've got a photo of Luna coming out, but we're not there yet. I'll get there. So in any case, Dr. Ann Adams, she gets on her superhero you know attire, and now it's go time. So now your pushing goes from ten seconds to. This is the end of pushing, and you're like at the. This They're is like the, this is the, literally it. the light you're, at the end. The literally, this Luna marathon. can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, literally. I think her head is at this. at soon enough, just sticking out. Okay, and it's blue, right? Okay. I mean, it's like blue and kind of scary. So, and also, she was coming up sunny side up. So that means her nose, her face was downward. So I was laboring a lot in my back. So I was wait. Her head, face was facing down her, as she was coming out. Yeah, before her head came out. She was, her head was face down. So her head, her nose was like towards my butt, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that makes you labor in your back a lot. So you get immense pain in your lower back. And I, I and I was feeling that. Okay. But I didn't know that. They don't tell you, they don't, unless it's worth freaking out over, I found that they don't tell you that your baby's coming out the wrong way. Because science and nature take its course. And Luna decided to come up right side up. Stop it. So at some point in my canal, she was like, oopsies, let me flip over. And she decided to come out the right way, which is so freaking cool. That's amazing. She also had my, her cord around her neck. Was that why her little head was blue? Or is that just the color of a head when it's coming out? Color. But it was loosely wrapped around her neck, kind of like a, like Like a a scarf, like a scarf, like a pretty 
gelatin scarf. Got it. So we're pushing. So you go from those big pushes to, okay, count to five. You you inhale and then you count f- five. And, they're, and the best part is they're cheering you on. They're like, you got this, Lauren. Five, four. And it's a slow count too. It's not like five, four, three, two, one. I mean, it's slow. But they are literally making you feel like you can do anything. And I have to say. That is so badass. It was amazing. I bet. That just sounds, You can't do that to, but that thing by yourself. That's a team effort there. Like those people were. I mean, they helped you, me. Let's be honest. I mean, you yes, did but it. They, but they to coached have me. that they behind. Me. That's it's it's incredible it was incredible and so then you go down to two and then it's like two quick pushes and it's like take a deep breath in and i mean at this point now i'm crying while i'm now i'm pushing because like i could feel her like body hanging out of me it's kind of crazy like i I just know everything's happening and so i'm crying and it's it's, but you still don't know if she's a she i don't know what it is yet no nothing so we're pushing and pushing and finally it's that last big push. And I let out like a primal, like, yeah. like push. And here comes baby. And it happens very quickly, right? They pick up baby and they, and she, oh, she said, Anthony, right before Luna came out, she said, Anthony, are you ready? You are going to announce the gender. And Anthony's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. So they, the baby comes out and Dr. Constance says, listen, when I, when, when it comes out, I'm going to like open its legs so you can see the gender. So you can call it. And I can see, I can't see everything, but I can see the baby and I can see the legs are open and Anthony is at a loss for words. <laughs> because everybody He's thought. in shock. Yep. He's in shock. He's literally, I'm looking at him and I'm like, well, what is it? And he cannot speak. He's just, there's nothing there. So I look, I lift up my body, I look and I go, oh my God, is that a vagina? And I go, it's a, I go, is it a girl? And he just, the waterworks I mean, came out and he goes, it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. And I said, it's a Luna. His girl dad dreams came his, true. That day, at that moment, his life changed. Yep. He is so in love. Um, so yeah, Luna was born at 12.59 p.m. on July 1, same birthday as Princess Diana, mm-hmm. which is, that means That's, something. That means something. And Pamela Anderson. And someone was like, ew, Pamela. But you know what? Hey, she's a lady. What why the heck? Why, why she, can't she get a little crap? Yeah, Pam Anderson. She's never hurt no one. <laughs> you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. We got true. a little Pam Anderson and a little Lady Di. Hell yeah. Okay. So she came out. Anthony cut the cord, which he said felt like really thick, um, like cartilage or calamari. Okay. Yeah. Which oh, was yeah. strange. We we know what it's like cutting a raw piece of calamari. It's Ooh, not. It's, it's actually not that easy. It's to It's not cut that through. easy. No. Yeah, you need to real make sure your tool's sharp. Yeah. It's right. And so he had a sharp tool, yep. and he cut through it. And in my birth plan, I specifically asked, yes. what were you going to say? Tell I, me. I want to know when he cut the Did umbilical squirt? cord. No. Is she on you yet? Yes. Okay. So she is on me the entire time. So part okay. of my birthing plan and request was I want her on my, the minute she's out, I want her on my body. Okay. It's called golden hour. And okay. you get her for an hour before they do some you know, medical stuff, but she's on you. And she's, and we're showing her where the nipple is and she's on me. Anthony is cutting this cord. I mean, it's the, it's amazing. And then I asked to see the placenta. So Dr. Constant Adams, they put the placenta in like a bucket. And then I'm like, I'm like, can I see it? Because it's that big. It's so cool. Yeah. It is so freaking, did I show you? You I'm going to show you after this. You, you and I had a conversation. Was it before your baby or after when we were going off? It might've been a podcast conversation on the fact that we our body creates a separate organ. We had sep- and you created two. I Isn't created that two. You if you have twins, you make you create two. And these things are huge. It's like a, the size of a hibiscus dinner plate flower. It's yeah. a huge 
organ. And I saw it and it's beautiful. I mean, honestly, I showed Maggie, my best friend. And when when you see the cord that's stuck, that's connected to the sack, if you will, it has all these like really thick veins. It looks like a root system, like the tree of life. It is magical. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Sadly, I didn't do much with it. I They probably just like incinerate it yeah. and it goes away. Um, but after that, then it was just time to stitch me up. I was lucky. I had one yeah. little stitch. Luna was born at six pounds, two ounces and 19 inches, 19.2 inches. So she was long. You know, she came out a little jaundiced. We had to work on that. Um, but once I was all stitched up, they kind of, um, they don't, you know, they used to bathe your baby right away. And you can say, no, I don't want my baby bathed. I want to keep it stuff on. I forget the name of it. But nowadays, they don't. Oh, and plus I did um, delayed cord clamping. So you want that I wanted that pump of blood from my placenta to be pumped into my baby for, for as, as long, long as, as possible. Let me. And it's standard now. Before they would just cut it. Now it's standard, I think, 30 seconds to a minute. And what's really beautiful is that they adhere to your wishes. They're like, okay, Lauren, it's been one minute. Are you good? We're going to get this. We're going to cut the cord now. And I can say, no, longer. But there is a point where you want to just get this out. But I was like, yes, thank you. Now we can proceed. And then after that happens, they don't bathe the baby for 24 hours now. So that little baby, they wipe it off. They got the, the, the bigger gunk off. Yeah. But for the most part, that baby stays with your fluid and with your all that yeah, stuff all of the good it's stuff like a protective barrier with, like, and it's nutrients and it's just doing its thing which i love that they're getting a little bit more like i don't know to me it seems more natural did she look like carol ann from poltergeist kind of came out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was thinking about that the other day because remember when they when the house is burning she's like and the mom is like the baby oh my god in that like the scariest scream oh ever. my god poltergeist i know we've talked about it before the best once fall strikes midnight it's like i watched that movie like 10 times i want my kids to watch it so bad but they will never sleep in their rooms again well alone. or climb a tree yeah or true. swim in a pool true a lot true. of things All they might the not things, do basically so i mean that's wow, basically Lauren. the gist of it and, and you know anthony like yeah his dreams came true and she made her little and she squeaked the first couple nights she, like she would we'd be sleeping and then she'd be like and she would just squeak and I think it was her being like where the fuck am I yeah. like make it like she was like why did you take it's me so out bright in right here. and it's kind of cold and you know the, it's a lot of learning in those three quick oh days God. at the hospital you don't learn everything at all not even close but I will say that our team and the the dual our doula and nurses and the postpartum nurses oh we would send her to the to the nursery at night you know you have that option hell yeah did you do that yes yes you have to yes at first I was like is this bad but no it's good no do it's it really you need your sleep you've just yes. been through like a war of and sorts. these Not are really. very special individuals who will tend to your baby at night you know in the oh nursery. my god yeah and her name is Chelsea and she works at the postpartum floor recovery and she uh became in love with little luna she saw her off she was very smitten by her if you will that's cute and she was a little sad that she thought maybe we wouldn't send her on the second night to the nursery but we did oh, we sent cute. her and um i just want to give one final shout out before we wrap things up yeah. to maggie who brought us tacos the day after the baby came she literally was like what you need and she brought anthony margarita and brought tacos i was gonna ask did you guys end up drinking your aperol we did okay, i didn't have good. a lot because i was breastfeeding yeah, and I, yeah. I know i didn't want to get too many judgy looks yeah anthony made a like a, a hospital size one so he's one of those big hospital cups you know we had some visitors debbie with a y made us some pasta and sausage oh, and brought us a bottle of wine that's lovely yeah and um i want to say that if you have a friend who's giving birth 
or anyone in need of care, I will say breakfast is a priority. And the day we got back from the hospital, it's a hot mess. You're like, oh my God, the drive home is terrifying. The pigs. It is terrifying. Do you remember? Well, you had two. Again, you had double the we fear. We were so scared. It's so Ryan scary. Ryan was so scared. It's terrifying. And we drove home from Prentiss to our side of town on July 3rd. And if anyone That's has scary. been to the into the city on July 3rd in Chicago, you know duck. that it's a... Yeah, duck. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. Everyone and their mother's tourist is out and they are waiting for the fireworks to begin. So we drove home, got home, did our thing. And the day I woke up, the next day we woke up and Devin, my other best friend, wrote me and said, there is a warm breakfast on your stoop. That's really and thoughtful. she sent breakfast. What was it? What did it she was send? scrambled eggs, um, Beyond Meat sausage patties, and then give me the word, what are those purple pancakes from Trader Joe's? Um, the, mo- the, the mochi, mochi, pancake, mochi pancakes, pancakes and, and a bottle of syrup and I think some hydrangea flowers and that wow. was wow. that is wow. the, that is like the number one if you and again if someone dies in someone's family breakfast. have breakfast for them the next day it was the best because you're not thinking about breakfast mm. you don't have the energy no, to make it no. no matter what you're going through it's true and it was the best so thank you to Devin and Maggie for those treats they help uh, feed me and my baby so that's Luna's birth story. Lauren, and I love that we got to cat you get to catalog this here. You know, I remember when our aunt found some old CDs of our grandpa who was a disc jockey for a radio show. Count BJ. And I think one of the coolest things about what we get to do here is hopefully our kids aren't embarrassed of us later and everything. They might we're be, sharing. but that's okay. But to be able to she can hear, hear this. this story, yep. that's the most special part it's a of gift. it all. Well, you know, we've talked about this. I don't know my birth story. Do Same. you know yours? No. I don't know if I was breastfed. Did, I, were we breastfed? I know I was early. You were? Okay. Didn't That's even know I that. That's all I know. And the reason I know is because our, you guys, all of your birthdays are the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th, and, 26th. and the 26th. Oh my God. And I, should I never have, even knew that. And I should have been the 27th. Are you serious? But so I you were very three early. weeks early. You were 37 weeker. Uh-huh. And yeah, we know. Not, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so. why you're such a small person. Maybe Luna will be small too. Probably. I have no a idea. delicate little flower. Were we breastfed? I don't think so. Exactly. See, I don't I, think moms did. I don't think of that during that time. I'm. I mean, Jan. Well, Jan I guarantee did. Jan did. She did. No, I know she did. She yeah. doesn't. I mean, we formula wasn't even a thing in her yeah. you know, wheelhouse. In any case, this feels good. And, and our doula, I'll tell you what, the doula also provides me with a like minute by minute birth story. Oh, wow. it's written out and she packages it like a gift. So some doulas do that, some don't. But that that's is also a gift. really nice. It wow. is a gift. Wow. Um, so How yeah, fun. life has been amazing. And Luna June, June named after our mom, of course, and Luna after my love for the moon. And mm. we knew we were having if we if it was a girl, Luna June was her name. That I think we've shared that. Yeah, you that guys was it. Pretty much knew from the beginning. Anthony said he manifested her and that he knew before she was born he had a feeling that it was going to be a girl. And he is maybe one of the cutest dads I've ever seen, um, ever. It's insane. He's adorable. He's adorable. But Luna. I just want to tell you yeah. that you are doing an incredible job. Thanks, Michelle. And I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. And it's a it's a wild ride, but you it's are worth it. embracing it in I'm a way fun. that yeah, it's fun to watch. It's it's fun to watch. Thank you, Michelle. I don't, you know, it's it's really strange and you know, being surrounded by so many moms who've already done this before, you kind of wonder like are they judging me? Did, are they thinking I'm doing this wrong? But at the same time like anything in life, you have to say fuck it, I'm doing my best. Motherhood is one of the most humbling things 
that I think one can go through. And it's also, I think, one of the first times in your life you really sit back and realize, holy shit, everybody's just going through the same thing. We're all just, you're trying, just trying to do the best you trying can. Trying to do the best. So our ever. message for you out there, you guys, no matter what you're doing, just do your best. Yeah. Try your best. And at the end of the day, when you're like, God, that I sucked. Did you try hard? Yeah. That's all that matters. Y- you ain't going to go to bed feeling bad <laughs> if you try you your best. Your a and do your best. And do your best. And everything. Try your best. And as all things, hey, first off, thanks for sticking around to hear Luna's June story. Absolutely. And last and finally, stay cozy, everybody. Back in 2021, I had the opportunity to sit down with Aviva Brill, a life coach and the founder of Copilot for Wellness. Little did I know how badly I really needed this conversation. Navigating time management, work-life balance, and decreasing mental clutter were the main focuses of my continued journey to evolve and grow as a person and a businesswoman. Copilot and life coach Aviva Brill has a master's in clinical social work as well as a certification in holistic coaching, which makes her a really skilled listener, meticulous note taker, and an intuitive support system. Aviva literally is your co-pilot. Specifically, Aviva offered me tools to be a more effective communicator, especially when it came to having the more difficult conversations. Because of that, I feel empowered and confident, more now than ever before, both personally and professionally. When I decided to invest in myself with Aviva Skilled Coaching, each session felt like a hybrid therapy coaching experience. The conversations ebb and flow depending on the subject, leaving me with the endorphin rush of a therapy buzz, along with the action items as the goal is always focused on moving the needle forward. Does any of this resonate with you? If so, maybe you are in need of a co-pilot. For more about Copilot and life coaching with Aviva Brill, head to copilotforwellness.com and reference the sister project at time of sign up for 10% off. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of the sister project, check us out on Instagram at the sister project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.